What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, I am going to discuss a very popular topic, something that I've talked about at length in previous episodes, in posts, emails, but yet I keep getting this question because it's a complex, complex topic. I am talking about self-sabotage. I get this all the time. Mike, how do I stop sabotaging my results? How do I stop sabotaging myself? I do really well for periods of time, and then it just all goes downhill, and I feel like I'm constantly starting back at square one. That sounds like you. You are going to want to pay attention. So I'm going to break it down again to help you understand. Sometimes we need to hear information over and over and over again until it sinks in. I know personally, I'm a little bit stubborn. Sometimes I like to have more evidence and then more evidence and then more evidence until something becomes so abundantly clear that you just can't ignore it anymore. So maybe that's this topic for you. Anyway, if you enjoy the content, if you enjoy this conversation, please let me know by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That's number one. You can also take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram. Tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And then you can also share the episode link with a friend or family member. Nice little gift. Say, hey, I was thinking of you because I know you're a (laughs) self-sabotager. No, I was thinking of you. I thought this episode might be helpful and send it over to them. And with that being said, now there's nothing left to do except enjoy the episode. All right, guys, if you are tuning in on the podcast, welcome. It is another Monday evening live training in the Facebook group, which everybody should be a part of. The best community ever. Fact, no debate. That is proven, verifiable, scientific fact, (laughs) the best community, the personality diet and neurotype training. Anybody can join. You can come hang out with us. We do a lot of cool shit. We've got a little challenge going on right now. If you weren't in the Facebook group, you might not be participating and you missed out on some opportunities. We gave away an aura ring last night. We gave away a gift card the week before, some free coaching. We just give shit away all the time. So you should come hang out with us. There's a lot of value in the group. It is an amazingly supportive community of badasses. So come join us, join the personality diet and neurotype training. Anyway, today we are talking about self-sabotage. Now, before I get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, there is a, you know, self-sabotage comes in many different forms. One way that you might be sabotaging yourself or sabotaging somebody that you love, even worse, pay attention because this is serious. You might be sabotaging yourself if you are a man and you are not investing in Manscaped to trim and clean up your private parts. Listen, it's a tricky situation to navigate. You're adding pain to your life that doesn't need to exist. Manscaped has solved the problem of grooming your balls, a major problem that we all face. Manscaped has solved that. And I solved the problem of there's a barrier of entry. You actually have to pay for their products, but I'm giving you 20% off and free shipping. 
So you can go to manscaped.com, use code POPFAM, and boom, you just solved that problem. No more self-sabotage. Or if you are dating a man, if you are married to a man, if you have friends that are men, you might be self-sabotaging. You might be sabotaging them. It's not self-sabotage when it's done to somebody else. You might be sabotaging them by not giving them the gift of Manscaped, and you're letting them walk around with some hairy balls, and that's not a good thing. It's not a good look. Manscaped has some amazing other products. Um, I use their body wash. I use their shampoo and conditioner. I even use their lip balm. They have a, a ton of amazing products, and we've got an exclusive partnership with them because I'm a believer. I use the products. I keep things neat and tidy since you guys were all curious. Uh, it's very well-groomed most of the time. Anyway, Manscaped takes care of all that for me. So go to manscaped.com, enter promo code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M at checkout. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you, it's the best gift that you can give to somebody. Um, we've, we've heard a lot of feedback, especially around the holidays, but there's never a bad time. And Valentine's Day is coming up. There's never a bad time to give a gift. So get over to manscaped.com and get yourself hooked up or get it for an important person in your life. Anyway, so we're not going to we're not going to sabotage the people that we love. However, we frequently sabotage ourselves, and that's not good either. Self-sabotage is probably one of the most uh, asked about topics. Like, Mike, how do I stop sabotaging my efforts? Why do I keep doing this to myself? I feel like I do really well for periods of time, and I just want it to stop. Like I, I'm, I'm really good for three to four weeks, and then all of a sudden, something happens, life gets in the way, and it's like I, I have to start back over at square one. Or I'm, I'm really good all week, and then every single weekend, I get derailed. I don't know why this happens. Or I'm really strict during the day. I'm super dialed in. Breakfast, lunch, no problem. I get home from a crazy day at work, and I just binge on everything in the cabinet. I can't control myself around certain foods. You know, late night snacking, binge episodes, all or nothing dieting, taking trips to Fucketville. We've all been there. It's one of my favorite places to visit. I still visit on occasion. It's okay. It's okay to check in on Fucketville and make sure that everybody's cool there. Make sure that the people are doing okay. Check in on them. Like, hey, what up? Fuck it, Bill peeps. I missed you. You know, just check in, say hello. It's okay to do that from time to time, but we don't want to make frequent visits. We don't want to be like the executive platinum traveler to Fuckitville. We just want to be an every once in a while check in type of thing because we're never going to get rid of that stuff altogether. We're never going to completely eliminate all forms of self sabotage. It's kind of ingrained in us. Humans are, we're a little bit strange. We have these tendencies that kind of suck. It's part of our DNA. We're born with it. It's okay. Self-sabotage is actually part of that process. The key is being aware of it, catching it sooner, and being able to quickly adjust. However, we often use self-sabotage as a way to define ourselves, put more pressure on ourselves, or fill ourselves with feelings of guilt and shame. That was me for a really long time. You guys know my history, you know, 10 plus years of 
chronic dieting, yo-yo dieting, body dysmorphia, disordered eating. I don't like to, to reflect back on, on how I felt during those moments where I would self-sabotage and then I would call myself a failure. I would be ashamed to look in the mirror. I would like, you know, I would just hold my head down. There was this lack of confidence. There was this lack of belief that I could actually accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And it sucks. And I think that the biggest issue that we have is that we often look for solutions that are band-aid fixes. We never get to the root of the problem. And self, sometimes self-sabotage can be tricky because I'm a people pleaser by nature. That's, I'm a type 2A. I'm a people pleaser by nature. I don't like to make decisions because I like everybody to be happy. So sometimes I'll avoid making decisions if there's a large group involved because I'm like, uh-oh, what if one person doesn't like this decision? right? And I've had to work on that. There's been a lot of self-development that's had to take place because I run a business, I run a team, and sometimes I have to make unpopular decisions. I've had to do a lot of work to get to that point. It's a a constant struggle, but people-pleasing is a form of self-sabotage. I also have perfectionist tendencies. So, And another thing that I've worked really hard at where I feel like I've gotten significantly better than I was before, but trying to be perfect is a form of self-sabotage. You're holding yourself to a standard that does not exist. Of course, that's self-sabotage. There's only one way that that can play out, and that's disappointment because you can't be perfect. It does not exist. So if that's your standard, that is self-sabotage. We often see this play out with people who who are new. It doesn't have to be people who are new. Uh, People who are pursuing their fitness and nutrition goals. Anybody. We see this all the time. They start to check the boxes and they start to look for more things that are the reason why they're not making progress. So they'll start with like, all right, I'm tracking my macros and I'm going to the gym. Right. And then they they start to do those things. And because they're perfectionists, they jump right in and they do everything. They're like, I'm hitting my macros perfectly. I'm going to the gym four days a week. Okay. What else could it be? Maybe it's cardio. Okay. So they add in cardio. They're like, what else could it be? Maybe it's my meal timing. So they start to time things very particularly around their training. And it's like, maybe it's uh, movement. So they start to track their steps. They get in 10,000 steps a day. They're like, maybe it's supplements. So they start this new supplement protocol. Then they keep going and they then they start looking for details that don't even exist. They start looking for the missing thing. They're like, okay, there has to be something that I'm missing. What is it? And they start to look for this missing ingredient that's going to be the solution, the one thing. What's the one thing I'm missing? And they'll just try to fill that space with any answer that they can get. Oh, it might be this thing. No, it must be something else. There's something I'm missing. And then they sabotage because that's no way to live. You start looking for, for things that don't exist. You start looking for details that don't exist. And then you go into this self-spiral. Happens all the time. Some of you right now are like nodding your head like, yes, I've, I've done that. Or that's me. I'm currently that way. And it's a good thing that you're listening right now because we got to get to the root of that. We have to get to the root of the issue. 
a lot of times we we band-aid this this self-sabotage issue with things that don't really address why it's happening. So an example would be uh, I get home after a hard day of work and I just binge on this particular food. Let's say it's chips. We're just going to throw any food out there. I binge on potato chips when I get home. I can't control myself around the chips. I get home, I'm stressed, work sucked. My boss was a dick and I just started eating potato chips and I do this consistently. And why do I self-sabotage myself? And their solution is, well, I'm just going to get rid of the potato chips. Like, let me just remove the potato chips and then they'll have a different outlet, right? Okay. Now it's going to end up being like candy. I'm just going to remove the candy. And like, you can't just remove things without ever actually dealing with them. That's like, if you had an issue with in your relationship, you wouldn't just be like, hey, my husband and I are arguing. I'm just going to remove my husband. Like, Then we won't argue, right? Or you can get to the root of the argument, like what then come to a conclusion, come to a solution. You would get to the root of where is the disagreement? Why are we butting heads? What's his perspective? What's my perspective? Is there some way to meet in the middle? Like what you get to the root of the issue, right? Just hiding things or removing things because you can't control yourself around them. We don't know what's at like this could be a coping mechanism that you learned at a young age. It could be stress related. There's so many things that could be causing this issue, but we're not actually addressing it. We're just band-aid fixing it. And your body's really smart and your brain is really smart. So they're going to get what they need whether you like it or not. So you're not actually solving the problem. Okay. I hope this makes sense. Like the person who's like, well, I, I self-sabotage myself. I just need more discipline and willpower. Do you, or is your overemphasis on discipline and willpower, the thing that's causing you to binge? Maybe you went off the rails because you put so much pressure on yourself to have more discipline and willpower that you've completely drained your battery. You've got nothing left energy-wise. Mentally, you're completely out of the game. And so you binged because that's normal. That's not a reason to beat yourself up. That's a reason to appreciate being a human and maybe looking at it from a gratitude perspective because your body is giving you exactly what it needs. Your body's telling you what it needs. It needs more freedom. It needs more flexibility. If you listen, you would understand those things. But we always want to blame ourselves. Like, I just need to tighten it up. Next time, I'm just going to be more strict. And that's literally the exact opposite of the solution. You're just leaning right into that that self-sabotage pattern. It's like, you know, you just fueled up. You had this self-sabotage car that was running out of gas. You just filled it up with more gas. It's not a good way to pr- approach things. Um, or the people that say, uh, you know, I need to just do what I, you know, I need to make the weekends the exact same as the weekdays, which is not reasonable because the weekends typically aren't the same, right? Like they're not the same. We can have flexibility on the weekends. Now, for some people, they might not want that, but it depends. Context is important. It depends on, what's, on what matters to you. I like more flexibility on the weekends. I don't know about you, but I like more flexibility. So if I had a coach and my coach was like, hey, we've got this plan 
and you're going to do this plan all week. And then the weekends are going to be exactly the same. I just want you to stay 100% dialed in on the weekends. If I don't have like a, a photo shoot that I'm trying to get ready for, if I don't have something that's like a pretty ambitious goal, why the fuck am I doing that? It makes no sense. I want to learn how to do this for life. I want sustainability. I want results forever. So oftentimes we look at how those problems are manifesting. We look at the binge episodes. We look at the snacking. We look at the mindless eating. We look at all of these things, how they're manifesting, but we very rarely look at what's causing those issues. Sometimes it's because you're trying to be too perfect, right? Sometimes it's because you're being too impatient. Like sometimes people are literally on the exact path that they need to be on. And if they just stayed the course, they would get exactly where they want to be. But because in their mind, it's not happening fast enough, they just completely pivot and make a hard left and go off course. And like you were actually moving and, and full transparency, I did this recently and had everything moving in the right direction. And then it was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to take a hard left. But I, I caught myself very quickly. A lot of times it's, it's a lack of patience. Like we're, we're on the path. We're going exactly where we need to be. But in our mind, it's not fast enough. So we change everything and we end up changing the things that were working, which comes into the next point. You're oftentimes trying to do too many things. When you hit a, when you hit a plateau, it's nice to have some, some cards in your back pocket. If you play everything at once and you have no other cards to play, then you're kind of fucked. Just, that's just reality. What I mean by that is, what if you just focused on doing one to two things really well, really consistently, but you had some other cards in your back pocket, like you know, increasing movement. You haven't played that hand yet, or you're, you're training three days a week, being able to increase it to four. You haven't played that hand yet, or you know, increasing your, your protein and fiber, you haven't played that hand yet, or increasing your water intake, you haven't played that hand yet. If you do everything all at once, you throw everything in the kitchen sink at your protocol, and then things stop working, what else can you do? You've played every hand. You're putting yourself in a position where you kind of have to just back out. Right? So that's another form of self-sabotage, trying to do everything all at once. Let's get really good at one to two things and make them sustainable and solidify those habits and those behavior changes and then add the next thing. And then when you do get stuck, then when you do hit a plateau, you've got plenty of cards to play. You've got plenty left in the tank. And I think that this is, if you can approach things in this manner, it will change everything. It will change the way that you approach plateaus. It'll change the way you think about self-sabotage because there's no rush, right? You're like, oh, it's okay. If this happens, I can now, you know, maybe you're hitting like 7,000 steps and you're like, it's okay. If, if I hit a plateau, I'm just going to aim for like 9,000. Pretty simple, right? Think about it with cutting calories. How many people go from maintenance to like 1,200 calories? Like, you know what? I need to lose some weight. And then they look up how much should I be eating to lose weight? And of course, everything they read tells them 1,200 calories. 
And then they just go right to 1200 calories. You just ran out of real estate. First shot. That's it. You're done. You have nothing else. You have nowhere else to go. Thousand calories, 800 calories. You don't want to live there. And that's going to end up facilitating the self-sabotage cycle. Anyway, you deprive yourself too much. That's going to lead to binging. When you give yourself zero flexibility all week, that's going to lead to indulging every weekend. You put all this pressure on yourself, and that's the reason why you're burning out. So, so let's fix the root issue. And a lot of times, here's, here's another fun fact. Like humans, we, we like to be challenged. We were built, I think it was uh, Jordan Peterson who says this, humans were built to walk uphill. We were built for challenges. Like if we're not being challenged, we're not fulfilled. It's innate. It's inherent in, in our DNA. We like to be challenged. So sometimes self-sabotage can literally be to keep your problems because if it's still a problem, you still have something to work towards. This can be a subconscious thing. As you progress towards your goals, you might blow it all up because then you still have goals to work towards. How many times have you come really close to like a milestone or you even reached the milestone? You hit like 20 pounds down. You're like, that was it. I did it. And then you let everything go to shit. Because now you get to keep your problems. This is the same reason why people hold on to their excuses too. Once you let go of them, it requires you to level up and pursue the next thing. But if you don't know what the next thing is, it can feel very uncertain. That can feel scary. So you, you hold on to your excuses. You keep your problems. So these are things that are inherent. We have to be aware of them. We have to be aware of these tendencies. Otherwise, we're going to keep repeating that cycle over and over again. Oftentimes, when we're working with our clients, we address and create awareness and, and illuminate some of these patterns. It also helps you know, when, when we look at you know, each neurotype, we know that each neurotype has specific tendencies and behavior patterns, which gives us amazing insight, but it's really on an individual level. We want to be able to look at each person and say, as a client, like the coach-client relationship is about open communication and transparency. The coach is not a cheerleader. The coach is not just to hold your hand and tell you everything's going to be all right. The coach should be that like radical honesty mirror where if a client is continuously going down the same self-sabotage pattern, the coach should point that out. Now, it is much more effective to do that in a way that's empathetic. Ideally, do it in a way where the client comes to that realization on their own, where you start to ask really good questions and the client comes to their own conclusion. But listen, the, the coach's role is, is to you know, illuminate and, and create more self-awareness in the individual so then the individual can make those changes and make those decisions. We can't force anybody to change. If we create the awareness first, then we hope that the individual is like, oh, shit, you're right. I am doing this to myself and I really want to change it. Like, I don't want to stay in this pattern. I don't want to stay in this cycle. So it's empowering them to say, here's what's happening. Here's the path to change it. Now the coach becomes the support, the guy. The coach is the lighthouse that, that shows, like, this is the water that we're treading. The coach is not driving the boat. 
you're driving your own boat. When you invest in coaching, you're investing in a lighthouse to show you the path. This is what the water is doing over here. This is what the water is doing over here. Maybe we should go this. You know, that, that's the role of the coach. It's not to just say, um, here, I'm going to take over the steering wheel. No, we want you to be aware of all of the, you know, have all the information for yourself to be able to make a better decision and a better, take a better path forward. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and I think just to kind of hammer this home, um, as I drop everything over here, uh, <laughs> there was a, a conversation that I had about four months ago. And I want to share this story because I think it will resonate with a lot of you. Um, it was about four months ago. I spoke to a woman on a consultation call. She had reached out looking for some help. Um, and we had a, a really great conversation. She's telling me about her goals. She's telling me about all the things that she had tried in the past. I was really frustrated. Nothing had worked. Um, you know, had tried a whole bunch of different diets, had been doing things for, I think it was like 10, 15 years, somewhere in that range. And she was like, you know, part of me thinks that I'm just broken. She's like, but I know there has to be a better way than what I've been doing. So, you know, we started getting into some of the specifics. Uh, you know, she she was like, I really want to, I really want to really tone up. I really want to drop some of this fluff around my midsection. I would love it if my clothes fit better. She wasn't like significantly overweight. She just, she wanted to look better. She wanted to be more confident. And a lot of the stuff that she was trying was like some of the standard things that we hear all the time. She had tried Weight Watchers. Um, she had done, you know, some of the MLM style of, you know, diets like Optavia things like that. Uh, it, was, it was pretty much par for the course. And the, and the last coach that she worked with had given her a really restrictive meal plan. And she started to get a little bit choked up as she was telling me about this. She's like, the last person I worked with, he had this meal plan that he gave me that I had to follow each day. And I could hear in her voice that it was, a, it was an emotionally charged topic. Normally, I'm not phased by any of the, the restrictive diets. I'm not phased by, you know, we've had, we literally have had clients come to us eating 500 calories, like HCG diet, taking shots and, and eating 500 calories a day. So there's very little that phases me. And, and this was really no different. The, the meal plan that she was on, it wasn't anything that I haven't heard before, but I knew there was something deeper. And so I asked her, like, what, what's going on? And she said, you know, when I was on that meal plan, my, my dinner was a protein shake. And I wasn't allowed to put any fruit in the shake. I wasn't allowed to, to put any carbs in the shake. Literally, it had to be protein only. And I could add some greens. And she did this for months. And she was like, I would have this, this shake and I would sit down with my husband and my two kids every night. And this would be my dinner for months, every single night for, for months. And she said, when I would sit down for dinner with my shake, almost every night, my eight-year-old son would say, why can't mommy eat with us? And the phone kind of went silent at that point. Um, I, could, I could understand 
like how how deep and, and profound that impact was and how damaging it was. And and look, your relationship with food impacts your relationship with your loved ones. I've I've experienced this personally. Uh, I've talked about it a lot. I don't need to rehash everything that's gone on in my personal life because of my chronic dieting years, but it's unavoidable. Whether we intend to or not, our relationship with food impacts our loved ones. And especially if you're a parent and you have kids who are perceptive as fuck, kids notice everything. So I can't even begin to imagine having that like dagger every single night at the dinner table with an eight-year-old boy wondering why his mom can't eat like an actual meal. And so she's like, look, you know, we talked for a while longer and she's like, a lot of the physical goals would be nice, but at the end of the day, I just want to be able to eat dinner with my family and feel normal. And I was like, that is the thing that we're going to accomplish very quickly. And we did. Um, she's been with us for about four months and she's been able to cook meals that her entire family can eat together. She takes her kids out for ice cream. Uh, not only has she been able to improve her relationship with food and set a better example for her kids, but she's actually seeing the physical changes that she couldn't see for 10 to 15 years because she was stuck in this, this cycle of self-sabotage. The sabotage was trying to be too perfect, trying to be too restrictive, depriving herself, thinking she had to eliminate everything that she enjoyed. And when you get into that place, you do things like drinking a protein shake for dinner when it's clearly having an impact on your kids. That doesn't make her a bad person. Think about when, you, when you've been not in your best spot mentally about your, your physical appearance. Like those moments when you step on the scale and you see a number that you're really not happy about, or when you look in the mirror and you really don't like what you see and you start picking yourself apart. Those are incredibly vulnerable moments to the point where we will do anything to get out of that pain, even if it comes at the cost of more pain down the road. We're so focused on getting rid of that pain in the short term that we will ignore the long-term consequences. This is the exact cycle of self-sabotage that so many of us go through. And it has to start with awareness. And then it moves to a conscious choice to do things differently. We don't, when we work with our clients, we don't do anything dramatic. Like right now, we have a challenge going on. Our week two mini challenge is called the Sustainable is Sexy Challenge. Because a lot of the things that we do as coaches, it's not all that exciting. It's kind of boring. I have a shirt on right now that says, do the boring work. Like we talk about drinking water and eating veggies and quality foods and eating enough to support your metabolism and getting enough sleep and recovery. We focus on sustainable behavior change. 
usually one thing at a time. And we just layer things on. We build a really strong foundation. We just layer one thing at a time until we create results like this client that I'm talking about, where in four months, she's repaired her relationship with food. She's achieved physical goals that took her 10 to 15 years and she couldn't do it. She's done it within four months. That's, in, that's insane. It's not sexy, but we're going to start calling it sexy because sustainable is sexy. But that's you have to you have to have awareness first, and then you have to make a conscious choice to do things differently. And look, the reality is, if this was easy to do on your own, then there wouldn't be coaches. Just like with with therapy, if if it was easy to to heal emotional trauma then we wouldn't need therapists like we're people are here to help each other that's also part of our dna we like to to help each other we like we're we're we should be striving to always help people around us there there's a reason why coaches exist in every single area of life so if you're ignoring that again i have to question why you want that pain to remain in your life. If you're struggling with self-sabotage, but you're not investing in coaching, where is the disconnect? That would be the question. You can keep all of those excuses about timing, about not being able to afford it. Any excuse that you want to keep, that's fine. You can hold on to that. But the reality is nothing's going to change until you let go of those excuses. They're not serving you. At a certain point in time, you have to come to that realization. You want to talk about value. Like, do you think that this individual values the return on her investment, being able to sit down at the dinner table with her family and eat with their whole family and set a better example for her kids? Do you think that that's worth it to her? So sometimes we just have to look at the value in return. What is it costing not to do this? We always want to look at the immediate short-term cost, and we don't ever want to pay attention to how much time is this wasting me, how much frustration is this causing me, how much stress is this adding to my life, and yeah, if it's about finances, it's probably costing you way more money in the long run anyway. You solve it once, you never have to pay for it again. That sounds like a pretty legit ROI to me. Anyway, my recommendation would be first and foremost, if you are stuck in a self-sabotage cycle, you should invest in coaching. Doesn't have to be with us, although I'm very biased in thinking that we do it better than anyone. Admittedly biased. It's okay. Here's the thing that you have to understand. This particular client that I'm talking about, she had all the same fears that everybody else has. She had skepticism. She had been burned very badly in the past. Horrible previous experiences. She was skeptical. She was afraid. She didn't know if this was going to work. All the same questions that you have right now. She had those same questions, those same fears. It's not that she had less fear. It's simply that she had more courage because she knew that staying the same was not an option. 
If she stayed the same, she was choosing her current problems, her current pain. She did not want those current problems and those current pains to continue on. So she had the courage to do something about it, to reach out, to ask for help, and to take the scary leap by investing in herself. So keep that in mind. As I start to wrap up here, I think that when you're analyzing your own self-sabotage, you have to start to look at the patterns that have existed. What patterns do you notice from your past? And how can we start to forge better habits? I always come back to that. I always come back to what behaviors can we modify? What behaviors can we modify? For some people, it might start with just walking. For some people, it might start with just better quality foods, or we're going to start with more protein. We're going to start with three days of training or two days of training. Some people even prefer to start with supplements. I know that's like everyone frowns upon that in the industry. Yo, supplements don't do anything. Why would you start with supplements? However, if they get you in the habit of doing something for yourself, for your health on a daily basis, then there's nothing wrong with that. If that's the low-hanging fruit, like if that's your lowest barrier of entry, then who cares? It's something. You're doing something for yourself every single day for your health. You're making a commitment and you're following through. If that's supplements for you, then let it be supplements. There's a reason why. I recommend like Organifi greens juice to people. It's not because I think that greens, the, the greens juice is going to make or break your progress. I don't think it's going to move the needle, but I think it starts your day with something quality for yourself, for your health that gets you in the routine of prioritizing those things. If every day you start with your greens drink, that sets the momentum. That sets the trend. If every night you wind down with your gold juice, you're bookending your day with two quality habits to prioritize your health. I honestly don't care how much it moves the needle. I care that you're doing something to prioritize yourself. And of course, you should already know this by now, but we have an amazing deal with Organifi also, where you can get 20% off their entire product line. I know you guys have been loving it. The feedback has been amazing. Everybody who's tried the green juice and the gold juice has given incredible feedback and reviews. I'd be super curious what you guys think of some of their other products. So if you want to try like the Harmony is, is one thing that uh, Mel started using with coffee in the morning and helps with like hormonal balance. Um, we've also been using their product called, I think it's called Balance, where it's kind of like a gut health thing. And, and we literally just throw back the little packet of balance and uh, started to implement that. But I'm, I'm really curious what you guys think of some of their other products. So you can go to Organifi.com slash PopFam, use code PopFam at checkout to get your 20% off. So far, the most popular has been the greens. And then the gold has been second. Um, that's kind of our routine right now. We use the gold as kind of the wind down drink. And then you know, greens is kind of a start your morning with a quality habit. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, like if you, if you want to give Harmony a shot for a little hormonal balance, um, let us know what you think. I'd be, I'd be really curious, but you can go to Organifi.com slash PopFam, use code PopFam at checkout, you get 20% off. Um, but at the end of the day, it has to be simple 
and it has to be sustainable. And if you're doing things where you're trying to do too much, you're overwhelming yourself, you're trying to be too perfect, you're, you're putting yourself right back in that self-sabotage trap. We have to come up with a plan that fits your lifestyle, right? There's a reason why our program with our one-on-one clients goes the way that it goes. Like the, the way that we do things is very intentional, understanding your neurotype, right? We need to know your behavioral tendencies. What plan is going to work best for you? What's going to make you feel your best? What's going to be the least stressful on your system? Metabolic priming. How can we allow your body to feel safe to let go of body fat? Because most of our clients come to us in the state of of chronic restriction and deprivation. We need to reverse that. We need to get your body and your metabolism functioning the way that it's supposed to before we see those physical changes. And then we have our lifestyle integration. We need to make sure this is something you can do forever. That's how you keep your results. Nobody ever teaches you how to keep your results. That's the most important part. I think it's six out of seven people who attempt to lose weight will be successful. And 95% of those people who are successful will gain it back. We don't have a weight loss problem. We have a weight maintenance problem. We don't know how to sustain those results. Coaching fixes that. I probably sound like a broken record, but again, sometimes we need to hear information over and over and over again until it clicks, until you have that light bulb moment, until you have finally are able to take that leap, to take that step that has been necessary for a while, but you've been delaying and wasting more time, unfortunately. But everybody, it happens on your own time. Um, hopefully, this all makes sense. Hopefully, this was helpful. I'm always available if you have questions. You can just hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner or on Facebook. It's just my full name, Michael Milner. You can shoot me a message if you have questions. If you need some help, if you need some guidance, just let me know. We're here for you. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys very soon.